0: hi everyone welcome to another week of the nurse Kristen youtube channel i am so excited to have you guys here and for all of you guys that are listening on the podcast welcome 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 I'm so excited for this week because I have an interesting topic that I thought I would talk about, which is basically just some nursing hacks, things that I have learned over time and then I've learned from other nurses upon other nurses, things that I have actually done myself in practice. Um, if they have been things that maybe you haven't heard of before, you can actually try after today and then you'll have to let me know what works for you. So um, that's what today is going to be all about. So thank you guys for joining me on the YouTube today and on the podcast. And so we're just going to get to it. So, some some of my top nursing hacks that have helped me through the last two and a half years as a nurse that I thought were going to be very interesting to, to kind of tell you about so again, these might be things you already know from people or nurses from previous that have told you about this and the number one thing that I wanted to first talk about um, is i don 't know about for any of you girls out there that every time when you go to a shift, if you 're like me, normally, I have like my hair down like this and or like half back or whatever. And then as you go on through shift and it gets busy and you're doing all sorts of stuff and it gets hot and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I need to like put my hair back. It's driving me nuts. But yet you find like, you don't have your hair tie. You don't have a hair tie on you. Nobody around you has a hair tie. And you're like, well, crap, man. Like, what am I going to do? I need to put my hair back. Like, right. So, um, Uh, hack number one actually came from a PCT of mine on my unit at my previous unit. Um, She was such a great PCT, but basically she told me this little hack. So if you don't know it already, um, at the hospital, you know, we have these gloves, right? These vinyl gloves, which most of the time they're like blue or purple or whatever in the hospital. Um, These are just ones I have like at home. But this part here that you guys see, this little edge part, if you tear it off, just this entire like part... You can make it into a hair tie so this is like the example i tore it off and then i can like put it back and make it as a hair tie so then i can pull it back just like this as you guys can see and you can like make it as tight as you want as light as you want it's whatever but i was like oh my gosh you're so smart i had no idea you could do that i mean and then after the fact i did actually have hair ties in my locker like extra ties just in case But at least for that shift, and then there was another shift, I didn't have a hair tie either, but I ended up just taking the band off of the gloves and was able to make the hair tie out of it, which I thought was so cool. So again, if you're at the hospital and if you're in a bind and you need to put your hair back and you don't have a hair tie, take one of the gloves, take one of the gloves from the hospital and just tear off just the the wrist part, just this part right here, and it will make a hair tie. So that is hack number one. I thought that was like so cool. And again, you may have known on that already. Maybe I'm one of the last people that know that, but I just thought for anyone else that didn't know that, that was that was really cool to know. Um, another thing, another hack that has been really helpful. I don't know about you guys, if you've ever been, well, probably for a lot of you nurses or even nursing students <laughs> in clinicals, if you're ever in a room, um, especially with a patient um, that you're just cleaning up, had a big mess, right, and um. It, stinks or makes maybe it's something that just there's a smell it's making you feel nauseous and you feel just kind of mm, like ugh, like not so good feeling what you can do another hack is take an alcohol swab just any normal alcohol swab that you have at the hospital and just like open it up and put it under your nose and just smell that for a little bit and it actually does kind of help with that nausea a little bit. And it makes you feel a little bit better. So alcohol swab. And I'm not saying like, by all means, like go crazy and like, you know, sniff up a storm and get high up an alcohol swab. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying just for the purpose of at least trying to help you kind of get over that nauseous feeling that you might feel from just certain cases, you know, because we all have different ways of, um, or, you know, taste or not taste, but like, just our senses, right? Some of us are more sensitive to others. So if you are one that's more sensitive to like certain smells and stuff, and it makes you feel nauseous, this is one way that does help. So just get one of these alcohol swabs, take it out, put it under your nose, smell it for a little bit. It does actually help alleviate that a little bit. So if you didn't know that, that's something else to try in a hospital setting. So that's like tip number two. My tip number three, um, you guys probably have learned this in like nursing school or um, on clinicals like nurses would probably tell you to. Um, But with experience, you're going to know like when you do breath sounds and stuff with patients with your stethoscope, um, it's, it's actually pretty cold. Right. So when you go to do your um, lung sounds with your patients, like it, it's cold and it can be kind of shocking to the system if you were to just go right onto like their chest to do and listen to their lung sounds and they're just like, woo, you know, like kind of like jump a little bit because it's cold. So just what I recommend is before you go to do that, kind of warming it up beforehand. So you can kind of like maybe put it in between your hands. Maybe you can kind of like just put it between your, your arm and your, and your, um, your scrub top and warm it up a little bit. Basically just try to warm it up for a little bit before you do it. And then that way, when you go to put it against the patient's skin, it's not as like a shocking, like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Right. Cause it's cold. I mean, and hospitals are cold in general. Right. So, um, try to really just like warm up that diaphragm of the, stethoscope before you go to use it on a patient so that it's not as shocking. So just another tidbit. And again, you probably might have been taught that through school or from a clinical nursing experience and all of that. So that's another third tip there. And then the fourth tip I had here, um, I have one of the very, actually very important things. Okay, so when you're in nursing school, I know they talk about, you know, you're going to have you know four patients or five patients and, and a lot of the times they're mentioning more so like if you're on a med surge unit or a tele unit or anything like that most of the time they're talking about just a generalized unit obviously if you're in the icu you have like two patients but generally speaking you, if you're on any other unit you have about four or five patients and so it's all about prioritizing time so you have to be in every single one's room to do all sorts of tasks from you know their vitals to medications to assessments to just all sorts of stuff right one of the big big things that's super super helpful one of the hacks i tell people all the time that helps and actually helps relieve some of the stress is making sure you're always clustering your care So making sure that if you're gonna be in a patient's room and you need to do their vitals, you need to do their um, sugar, you know, their sugars, right? Check in their sugars. You're needing to give them medications. You need to empty their Foley. You need to do an assessment, like all these things. Make sure that when you go in there that you have all the supplies you need. So you have like all of their medications ready to go. If you have to give them a bath, you have all the supplies for that. Any you know anything that you would need for this patient? Just make sure, please, 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 please that like this one time when you go in, you have everything together so that you can get them done, and they're they should be good to go for a while. So then you can be with another patient for a period of time. There is nothing worse for a patient, and especially night shift nurses, you guys are gonna know this, um, is going in. And, like, doing vitals, and then the next second is, like, someone coming in and, oh, it's your med time, and they were, like, napping or, you know, like, sleeping, and then the next second you come back in and you're like, oh, we need to do a bath, we haven't had a bath for you today, or, you know, it's just stuff like that, and patience, aside from from yourself, it's just, it's just so much easier, it makes your night go so much easier when you can just cluster everything all together, get done, they can be situated for a good amount of time versus oh i forgot to do this oh i forgot to do this and then now you're running back in there multiple times and then you're in another patient's room they're needing something it just it becomes a chaotic mess pretty much right So really kind of prioritize your patients like you probably already know, like which ones are the first ones you want to see first, second, third, fourth, and then everything that needs to be done for that patient for the evening and kind of like organize your time. I always did that before shifts. I always went through everything to see what needed to be done for every single patient. If any of them had any imaging they were going to be doing in the middle of the night, if any of them had all these medications throughout the night. If any of them had like blood that needed to be drawn at any time that had a central line, just I organized my night to the point to where when I was in there, I was trying to do as much as I could at one time. And a lot of that is if I had to be in there to do meds and do a whole assessment and all of this stuff, I normally always told my PCT or my or CNA to like, don't worry about, you know, patient in 34 I'm going to do their vitals. I'm going to do their sugar because I need to be in there anyway to do this assessment first and then do their medications because depending on this is what's going to depend on what I'm going to be giving them for a medication. So it even actually kind of helped the PCT and CNA that they could actually just cross them off the list and be like, okay, cool. I don't have to worry about that. Kristen's got it. But cluster care is very, very Very important. So if that's not something that you do now, you're going to learn the hard way when you find yourself going in there at and out. So it's going to be an annoyance to you, but it's also going to be an annoyance to the patient that you're in there every two seconds because no patient wants you in there every two seconds. They will get annoyed and be like, just get done what you need to and leave me alone for a while, (laughs) especially a night shift. You know, there are going to be people that are like up and then there are going to be people that are actually sleep. So that is my next big thing It's just making sure that you're really trying to cluster your care for patients. It's very important and it's just makes your night a lot easier when you can get that stuff done all together. Right? So something I learned the hard way when I was a new grad and it was a little chaotic. So I wanted to make sure I wasn't putting anyone else through that. So that's another hack of mine that I wanted to let you guys know of. The next thing actually is um, patients that have, those um those duoderm or the duoderms um um tape on their arms from like ivs or anything like that obviously you know like those tegaderms are like super sticky right super super sticky and unfortunately especially on males they have you know a lot of hair and so getting those off can be painful and irritating and irritate the skin and um it's not a very fun process but i have found Um, If you take those Tegaderm off, like parallel to the skin, that helps, first of all. So going parallel, not going the opposite direction, but going parallel helps. But also um, using an alcohol swab, kind of like I, I talked to you guys about, like with the nausea, alcohol swabs really help too as far as as you start peeling off that Tegaderm, you can actually use an alcohol swab and kind of wet underneath there. That makes it so much easier for you to kind of get it off. That's not going to be like tearing their hairs out and causing a lot of um, irritation, redness, and anything, you know, that's not going to make the patient want to jump out of their bed, right? So, um, yeah, so that's what I recommend. So when you have those off, try pulling it off parallel to the skin. That helps. And then also have alcohol swabs on you so that you can – get it off a little bit easier. So that's another tidbit on there. And then also with the alcohol swabs, because I feel like I use these for so many different things, honestly. So as far as like the nausea thing with the smell, that's one. With the um, Tegaderm, like getting that sticky, sticky Tegaderm off for patient skin um, helps with that too. So kind of like doing that underneath to try to like tear it off is two. Another thing with the alcohol swabs if I find for whatever reason, and I normally always had my report sheet with me and I had it in my pocket or whatever. But if I didn't, I always had plenty of alcohol swabs in my pocket and I would write vitals on here. So if I was doing vitals and stuff, which is usually the case was because I went to my patient's room to do like their, you know, every four, every four hour vitals or whatever. And I didn't have my report sheet on me. I didn't have like my little notebook with me that I normally had in my pocket. I still had it at the nurse's station. and I'm like, well, shoot, you know. Um, but I always had these alcohol swabs. So I would write everything on here from that patient and then I would write it and go back to my station and write everything down or chart it all off. So actually, that's another, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of you guys that have done that. And maybe I should do a poll on that and see like how many of you guys are like, like me. I've done that. So clearly, I use alcohol swabs for a lot of different reasons, right? Um, but that was actually kind of a side note. So Sorry. So aside from that, the next thing after with the Tegaderm that I recommend, um, I know a lot of you guys or maybe, you know, some of you guys or my nursing students out there, maybe not quite yet, but seasoned nurses especially, um, have had your Code Brown experiences. Um, those can be, oh, they can be really um, hard, stinky, a huge mess, um, or C. diff patients. Um, it can be a whole situation, Right. I 100% recommend whenever you go in with those patients and you know you're going to have a mess and you have a lot to clean up. I personally triple gloved. I personally. Wore three pairs of gloves, so I'd put on a pair, I put on a second pair, and I put on a third pair. And the reasoning I say that is because, especially because of the mess, as you're cleaning them up and you're cleaning the area and everything, you're gonna get you're gonna get dirty, right? And then that's gonna start getting over everything that you touch or do. And obviously, you don't want to contaminate anything, you don't want to get it on anything. So once you were like really like you know dirty with that first set you could easily just take off that first set be able to like toss have a clean set clean set of gloves all ready to go so then you can then get another you know towel or whatever you know whatever wipes or whatever that you got going you can then easily use that again and clean, clean 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 and whatever and then once that gets really dirty and you know you need another set you know you can get rid of whatever you can then take off that second set toss Yeah, got a third set of fresh gloves again. So uh, I know I've seen um I actually worked with a nursing student, um, it was probably about a year ago now, actually, or maybe maybe like a year and a half ago, um, had her first experience with like a code brown and it was a whole kind of mess situation. And so, um she had only one pair of gloves and poor thing. She was like, I like she, she, I just felt so bad for her. So I was like, no problem. Like, hey, like I got this. Like what you do just, you know, so I got her all situated and just kind of told her about, you know, try wearing multiple gloves. And then after that, she actually, it was like two nights later, she had another patient. It wasn't the same patient, but a different patient and um, had a similar situation. And then she did the triple glove method. And then she was like, Kristen, that actually was that helps so much <laughs> so um, now I tell everyone that because and I'm sure again like probably some of you guys already do that and that's probably in practice but for any of you guys that are like new grad nurses or new nursing students even you know just perhaps to be aware of once you get into the nursing world that's one of them so um, triple glove when you have those messes those code browns that happen because it's it's messy guys it's messy and then it just kind of makes the whole process a little easier I think So that's another tip there. And then another tip, I know we talked about um, like with the nausea, I talked about with like the um, alcohol swabs with the nausea, whenever there's just like that stinky, like because sometimes with my senses, it depends on the smell, but sometimes my senses can kind of go a little off and feel nausea, right? That's why I talked about the alcohol swab. But generally speaking, to kind of help soak up kind of that stinky, smelly smell in a patient's room, you can actually use um coffee grounds coffee grounds actually help soak up that that stinkiness or smell in a room so if you take in like um i know nurses that have used like emesis bags or like just like a one of those bins and just put coffee grounds in there and then placed it into a patient's room for a while it actually helped soak up a lot of the, the stink or a lot of that smell that was kind of overcoming their their room, which was interesting. I didn't know that, and, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. But I've seen that in action. It actually really helped. So another tidbit for a nursing hack is if it's super smelly, go into your little break room where you guys have your coffee and put some coffee grounds into, like, an emesis bin or, you know, an, or a regular bin or whatever or a cup or whatever that you have and just put some coffee grounds in there and um, just leave it in the patient's room so that it can help kind of absorb and soak that kind of smell that's going on in there so a little tidbit for you so and then i have a lot of others um but i'm actually going to save those for a little bit later i'm actually going to be sending out an email that's going to have an even in more depth on other hacks that i have found to be helpful So just to kind of recap, we talked about um, the glove with the hair tie, which again, I highly was like, that's amazing. So for any of you guys that don't have a hair tie, use a glove from the hospital. That helps. Um, The alcohol swab, if you're feeling nauseous, so taking an alcohol swab, kind of put it under your nose, smelling a little bit, helps with the nausea. Um, Making sure you guys are warming your stethoscope, making sure you guys are warming up this diaphragm here for the patient before you use it, before you do lung sounds. Um, so you're not shocking them and then, you know, getting them all like, whoo, you know, or at least warn them if it is a little bit cold, just be like, you know, i I apologize. It's going to, might be a little bit cold, but you know, whatever, but as much as you're able to, right. Um, next one is cluster care. Again, I cannot emphasize that enough with patients. Cluster care is so, so important. And I'm telling you, it's going to help make your night a lot smoother to be able to do just everything you need to for that patient at one time. So making sure you're doing that, very, very important. And then that Tegaderm I told you guys about, um, very, very sticky. Try, honestly, try it within your next patient. Try just parallel to their skin trying to take that Tegaderm off, it actually really, really does help if you go parallel to the skin and it doesn't hurt as bad and it actually won't leave it as red or inflamed or irritated or anything like that. And then, like I said too, along with that, you can also still use the alcohol swab and kind of just swab in between as you go to take it off. It helps a lot. So try that the next shift you go and let me know how this works, by the way, when you guys do any of these and, and let me know. I would really love to hear everyone's feedback on it. Um, And then obviously, I talked about the triple gloving for those really, really messy situations that um, those code browns, as I call them, Uh, triple gloving, super, super helpful to do that. And then like I mentioned, also with the alcohol swabs, I use them also as to put vitals and stuff if I forgot to bring my nursing report. So that was like another little hack that I actually just thought of that I wanted to let you guys know of too. So if you forgot your notes, just write them on an alcohol swab. I, every evening I filled my pockets with like a a crazy amount of alcohol swabs because I use them so often between IVs to then doing dressing changes to then, I mean, everything. I felt like I used them all the time, every night for everything. And then the coffee grounds, the coffee grounds for the smell that actually really, really does help. So those are just a few, but I do have a lot of a lot more other hacks. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be making a whole resource paper. So I'm going to be putting these all on a, a sheet. So there's a lot more added than just this. Um, So if you want a whole complete list of a lot of other hacks that I have, aside from just these ones that I told you guys about today, make sure you guys subscribe onto the Aspen and Ash page, which is where I do a lot of like the Nurse Kristen stuff on that has my blog posts on. So guys go there, read some blog posts. I have obviously the merchandise clothing. I have um, a lot of these free downloads. I have a challenge going on this month. I have a lot of stuff between the Nurse Kristen that comes into the Aspen and Ash shop So I'm integrating a lot of stuff onto this page. And so this is one thing I'm doing as well with YouTube and the podcast is I'm integrating it all onto here. So basically, if you want a whole sheet resource with every hack that I have ever learned so far, and then some, um, you can always go to the homepage and then just scroll to the bottom where it says subscribe. And once you subscribe, I will be sending an email that will have that free resource that's going to have every single hack out there. This was like just a little small bit, by the way. This was just a little, you know, toe in the water or whatever you want to call it. It's just just a little snippet of hacks that I have for you guys so if you want a full list of everything that I've got make sure you guys go to aspenandash.com make sure you scroll on the homepage to the bottom where you subscribe for the email so you guys can get that free resource and be able to get the entire full list of everything of every hack that I know that I can give you guys to help so I again I loved this episode it was great Um, if you guys loved it make sure you guys subscribe make sure you guys like the video I will be back next week with another amazing topic, and I can't wait for this next topic that's coming up next week. So you guys stay tuned. Have a great rest of your day.